unfortunately, we've all been in bad relationships. We've all, most of us have gotten fired. You know, unfortunately, our dogs have passed away, you know. So, you know, knowing that loss and how you tell it and being brave enough to do so is the most important thing in my eyes and definitely bringing authentic emotion to every art form, whether you're an actor, dancer, or singer, is critical. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Music and tidying up have one thing in common, and that's organization. Music is sound, organized in time, and universally impacts our lives in so many different ways. Today's guest is going to help us unpack how music impacts our mood, memory, and productivity. Cami Gallus's alluring voice is matched only by her charismatic personality. The Kansas-raised singer-songwriter spent nearly a decade in New York City cultivating grit and a unique sound before calling Chicago home. Cami's mesmerizing delivery imbues her music with a bold empowerment and her singular future blues style melds blues, pop, and jazz with up-tempo dance beats. Her electric must-see live performances have dazzled iconic Chicago venues, and she will soon embark on a national tour in 2020. Welcome to Spark Joy, Cami. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome to Spark Joy. Cami, we share a special experience. We are both a part of the Lighthouse Squad. Lighthouse Squad is an exclusive networking group for entrepreneurs run by Saya Hillman, who we interviewed in Spark Joy episode 54. We've gotten to know each other through the group, and I learned a lot about you, including the fact that in addition to being an amazing singer and songwriter and performing artist, you have many other talents. You have experience in sales, marketing, real estate, just to name a few. And on the surface, that may seem like unrelated to music, but I'm sure those skills have influenced your career. So we'd love to start by you telling us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, I know. It seems like I can do all things. I feel as though I'm that person in the room that everyone says, wow, I didn't know that about you every time I'm even meeting with friends that I've known for 15 years. So it is is quite fun. I grew up in, excuse me, on a ranch, I should say, not even in a town, but I grew up on a ranch in Kansas. And I am the youngest of six daughters of two fantastic entrepreneurs. And my parents both taught me that, you know, anything that you want, you can get it. You just got to work for it and you first have to envision it. So I was very lucky to have parents that were really great role models for showing me that you don't necessarily have to be in one silo. You can be someone who is a singer who also works at a tech job, or in their case, you can be a really great chef and also pour concrete. (laughs) And in that case, that was my dad. And through all of that, I really learned what I would say the most important thing was really work ethic. Because as a singer or who's someone who is in the arts, you really have to treat what most people call a passion or a hobby as your full-time job. And throughout my evolution of my career, as well as my growth as a musician, 
I learned very early on from my parents that you have to be your own patron. You've got to be able to fund your art. I was very lucky that my parents paid for private vocal coaching, presence coaching, ear training when I was younger. And that really helped set a foundation. But after high school and into college, I learned that all of that was going to be my responsibility. My first concert was when I was four for my parents' dinner party. And I learned there that if you know you really want to hone in your skills, you've got to be able to pay for, for your private lessons as well as your you know, garments and gears that you're wearing on stage and your electrical equipment and your mics and all that good stuff. So throughout school, I really had a knack for science and math, really loved engineering and also loved physics. So it's not a surprise, but most musicians are really great with math. I've been lucky enough to be one of those people, but I also am very personable. So while performing and going to school, I actually went to school for audio engineering. When I got out of school, I got a job at a subsidiary of Sony BMG called Spirit Music. And I worked in the mechanical licensing department to license songs for television. And I was living in New York City at the time. And I was just realizing how crazy it is to pay New York City rent. I'm sure you know, a lot of our folks, especially our New York listeners, can equate to understanding the high cost of living in New York City. So here I am, college grad, you know, still singing and trying to break through on the main stage. I quickly realized that I needed to put my other skills to task and to work. So I started doing marketing on the side at this publishing company that I worked with. And I realized that I had a big knack for digital media and for sales. And so I quickly started partnering with people, helping musicians make websites helping people start really understanding SEO. And that is what cultivated my media sales career. And I had the opportunity to work for really great portals like AOL and Google most recently. And throughout that whole process, seeing how hard that my parents have worked and having many sisters, I also learned from my large family to better understand that it is much, it's a much better journey and ease in life when you have multiple income streams. So in my purview, I love the fact that I have a marketer background, but I knew that that isn't necessarily sometimes enough to get you to where you're going in terms of retirement. So I decided when I was about 19 or 20 that I also wanted some more passive income. And my parents' companies were in real estate. So I knew and felt comfortable having seen that growing up, that that's a great place to invest and have some passive income because I knew that the later that I get in life with pursuing music, the more expensive it might become. So throughout my journey, while music has always been the most important thing to me, my journey to get to where I am now in my singing career and being a performing musician full-time was a little bit unconventional when you look at the folks that you know are signed to huge record labels or you know won The Voice or American Idol. I have gone about it in a quite non-traditional way. It's more bootstrapping with learning the core facets of sales within the entertainment industry, marketing, as well as generating income so that I can continue to fuel my career and my song and my studio times as well as my albums. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm really interested in some of the things that, you know, fundamentally influence your music or as we would say here on Spark Joy, what are some of the things that spark joy for you musically? What sparks joy for me musically 
is when I travel. This year, I was most recently, I would say my farthest trip that I took in 2019 was to Bali, to Indonesia. And to hear music that I had never heard before and how music is so universal that not even understanding the language, I automatically could feel what the song was about. So even just experiencing different cultures, different cultures, musics, and how they're relaying and storytelling through that is really big for me. So what sparks the most joy for me with the music is definitely learning to world music. And I love to play music roulette with YouTube. I love to just type in most popular song in Indonesia or most popular song in Chile and listen to what that sounds like and to feel what that sounds like. It's really invigorating. It's almost like being able to teleport or travel to different places in the world wherever you are with just your headphones and an internet connection. Wow, I've got to try that. That's such a great idea. I'm always going down the rabbit hole with Facebook and YouTube, but never intentionally kind of done a search like that to be inspired. That's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Make sure that you definitely are time blocking at least 30 (laughs) minutes because you can get carried away in a really good way. Well, we can't wait to introduce our listeners to your work, to your music. But first, we'd love for you to help us explore the impact music has on a joy-filled lifestyle. What are some practical ways that we can use music as a vehicle to boost our productivity, for example? Oh, music has so many mood boosting and synapses firing within your brain that it's just one of the most amazing healers. So scientists are using sonic waves to heal muscles as well as to help stimulate brain cells. It's just a fundamental amazing thing that you know really doesn't get enough credit, which is why I'm so glad that we're talking about this. There have been significant studies around the mood-boosting qualities of classical music. And the University of Pennsylvania, as well as other, I mean, you, we can go on and on about who's done studies around this. But listening to classical music or any type of music that has an upbeat tempo automatically makes your stress levels decline. It actually creates a decline in the body's production of cortisol, which is stress. So by waking up listening to music, if you're one of these amazing people that have an automated home, you know, you're talking to Amazon or Siri, that's fantastic. You can just say, play Beethoven, play good morning music. If you're not one of those people that has an automated home, the good news is most people have a cell phone and you can set your alarm to an actual ringtone that's more pleasant instead of the beeping alarm sound. So the ways to spark joy are to wake up with music in the morning. Use it as your alarm or turn it on as you're going to brush your teeth via your cell phone or any speaker that you have that's close to you. Whatever the lowest barrier to entry is for you, you will notice how much your day changes by having music help wake you up in the morning. Also, if you're going through a little bit of a a down period, you know, we have ebbs and flows in life. You know, if you're feeling a bit down or depressed, listening to calming music, white noise, or even sad songs can help be very cathartic and can help with the morning, a morning process. 
a fun fact. That's why a lot of people love Adele's song so much, and specifically Hello, is that it creates this connection as well as empathy and the paradox of mood swings when you listen to sad songs. That also provides oxytocin from your brain, which are two hormones that are associated with things that have to happen within social bonding. You know, it seems, you know, not that intuitive, but actually listening to sad songs when you're sad can help you. Another way to spark joy with music in your life is to try different types of music. Try listening to things that you wouldn't normally listen to because the whole aspect of discovery can be quite exciting in life. You know, if you're bored, you're feeling like your 2 p.m. slump is hitting you at work. If your artist, your favorite artist has not come out with a new album, why not just listen to Motown music, soul music, rhythm and blues, maybe rock music. If you're feeling really rebellious, try some metal music. That's definitely going to add a boost because it's something out of your norm. So music definitely can help us get out of our our day-to-day in a very fun, different discovery way. I love how I can just escape when it comes to whatever. I mean, my choice is R&B, 90s R&B for sure. Definitely mood swings involved in that type of music, as we were saying. Uh, And I can listen to that whether I'm in a sad mood, a happy mood. It just always takes me back to a really good place in my life. And I also recently have been turning on a lot of classical, just kind of streaming and discovering because I found, like you mentioned, that there's something about that music that does get you focused. And Marie Kondo, even in the life-changing magic of tidying up, she mentions that you should not play music while you tidy because it may distract you from going deeper within in discovering things. But she said, if you have to listen to music, listen to something without words. So I think, again, classical was kind of proposed in that case too. I have clients, we've made the exception and we've played music as they've gotten further into the process because it's helped them with their productivity moving forward. But what is it about music, specifically the kind of music that doesn't have the words like classical that is actually somehow soothing or helps you get more focused or productive? It's the frequencies. So okay, our bodies are all and our brain specifically are all vibrating at specific frequencies and our brain operates at a specific frequency. That's why obviously, you know, if you were to hurt your ears or hear loud noises, we all or alarms, we all know that that's a state of duress. But when you're listening to classical music, because it has such soft high frequencies and low frequencies, it really kind of almost acts as a signal wave to even out the brain's activity. So the brain's cognitive understanding of classical music is something that's very soothing to it. And it actually enhances your activity in reception to information, which is why students feel so much, you know, when they're studying, oh my gosh, I should listen to classical music when I'm studying because I'll retain more. And that actually has been proven by scientific research. Also, there's no need to feel the pressure of knowing the words or understanding what's coming next. Classical music also allows you to kind of get into what's called as a, a flow state where it's on, it's in the background or 
it can be in your foreground and you can listen to it or tune it out as much as you want to. But it is definitely helpful in terms of getting into a meditative state, which is why it helps relieve pain and anxiety. Because again, there's no, you don't have any anticipation of when the big crescendo of the song is going to happen because most people do not read and write sheet music anymore. So a regular score would maybe go on for seven to 10 minutes. And when you compare that to a popular song that you hear on the radio, we know that that's only going to last two to three minutes. So this whole, again, not knowing what to expect, but not having any expectations and being kind of delighted emotionally about what happens because you don't know what you're hearing, but it is soothing is what really allows for classical music specifically to boost productivity. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. You know, I think a lot of world music also kind of falls into that same realm. I mean, I, I'm thinking of you know, a lot of the yoga classes and meditation things that I've done have involved a lot of that type of music that really serves those same kinds of purposes. And my husband, for example, has been a huge fan of classical music since he was three years old. And he has an extraordinarily extensive library and he listens to it constantly. And he's not listening to podcasts, he's listening to classical music. I, on the other hand, am, you know, I, I have a playlist. I have a, I have a particular song that I wake up to every morning and I have a few songs that I must hear every morning. It's really kind of the same playlist over and over. And every once in a while, I get a little tired of it and, and you know, Shifted around a little bit, but there's really something about that music. These particular, this particular set of songs that I'm just really drawn to all the time, and it really does have kind of a meditative quality. And I had to laugh when you were talking about, um, you know, sometimes we listen to sad songs when we're when we're not having a great day. And I'm just thinking about like, you know, a lot of times when you go through a breakup, you want to listen to sad songs for some period of time. It's almost like. Uh, kind of you want the music to kind of be where you are at your level and I do think that there's something that's really healing about that whole thing but it is kind of interesting because you know a lot of the sad breakup songs are actually written for people who are going through a breakup Mm -hmm. and I also think there are some songs that are written to give people courage and I think about how fun it would be you know we as listeners we hear these songs and sometimes the songs that we relate to and love the most are things that we wish we could be doing. I listened to Carrie Underwood's Before He Cheats for the first time maybe in six years. And it is such a good song. Listening to that song makes me feel, yes, I did that. I could do that. And it's such a good song. And I feel like, you know, sad music helps us, you know, feel that we relate and connect and that people understand us. Just like how some of those more daring songs make us feel as though 
you know, we could do that, but we don't have to because someone else has already done it. <laughs> Such a great point. I love that. I imagine it's quite difficult though for the artists. I mean, I was just having this conversation at Lollapalooza with a complete stranger, actually. And she was mentioning how Adele just recently had a breakup and she can't wait for her next album because she knows it's just going to be amazing because she's in that mood at this moment in her life and the music is just going to be so good. So it kind of, I feel bad for the artists and some people are almost rooting for them to have those type of like dramatic moments and shifts in their lives because people know that that's kind of where that, that music that resonates and people can really relate to comes from. Yeah. I mean, I feel as though there are so many good songs that come out of being hurt. And what that really is though, is the artist being their most authentic, vulnerable self. And as listeners, it is so scary for us, you know, the folks that are non-songwriters, it is so scary to really open up in that way. And so listening to music that is so vulnerable, where the artists you could tell probably had to record it 50 times over because they probably were crying when they were singing it. Right. It allows that almost permission slip of being that vulnerable without having to put yourself out there. And I definitely have been there where I've written some really great songs about, you know, breakups and and I thought, oh my gosh, that's such a good song. Or, you know, this song is so emotionally, you know, raw. I don't know if I can sing this every night on stage. You know, I've had those moments where I I've had to leave songs out of being released or off the album because I just don't have quite the courage to, I know that my fans would love them, but I don't have quite the courage yet to put them on the album because I couldn't see myself singing them every night. But I did, you know, get over it because again, those are the songs that people need to hear and that they can relate to and make them feel and help them get over breakups or, or bad points in their lives of losing a loved one or a job or a career. So I've decided to bite the bullet and and say, yes, I can, along with uh, a lot of the other great artists who are out there doing it today. I would guess that in a lot of ways, being a musical artist is similar to being, you know, a performer, an actor, for example, because you're really expressing emotions. And sometimes the same musical performer can express a million different emotions through the course of a show, for example. You know, there's very few musical performers who's, Every single song is sad or every single song is upbeat. Usually the sign of someone who is really talented is that they can go from emotion to emotion and evoke a lot of feelings in their audience. I totally agree. And it's hard to do, you know, because yes, we all are acting in the sense of most musicians, and I can speak for myself specifically, I specifically write from a place of firsthand experience in order for me to be able to relay the story, the emotion and convey what is happening in physical form into the music. For me, it has to be real. It has to be something that I feel that I know that I've experienced. And when I perform those songs, I'm reliving it. And everyone that is seeing that performance is then reliving it with me in real time. And I think that's why my original songs have had so much you know, popularity and people thinking wonderful things and telling me how it has affected them, which is always wonderful to hear. But you have to have that emotional aspect of it. You have to be able to tell the story and be who you are authentically without really worrying 
are people going to get this? Are they going to understand? If you're truly telling a story in you know your own perspective, people will understand because unfortunately, we've all been in bad relationships. We've all, most of us have gotten fired. You know, unfortunately, our dogs have passed away, you know. So, you know, knowing that loss and how you tell it and being brave enough to do so is the most important thing in my eyes and definitely bringing authentic emotion to every art form, whether you're an actor, dancer, or singer, is critical. Well, speaking of bad relationships, your latest single is Liar, and it's a great song, first of all, like, can't be, I love it. And when I first listened to it, it was in my head for like three days. <laughs> it's so catchy and so empowering. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Liar. Yes, thank you. I'm so glad that you love it. It is definitely an earworm. I have to warn everyone that if you're going to listen to it, I hope you like to sing and I hope you like to dance a little bit because it will definitely be stuck in your head. So Liar is the first single from that I released from my album, Correlated, which will be coming out in 2019. The story behind the song is about... So I lived in New York City for about nine years. And I had met this guy that was just so wonderful on paper. And every time that I thought that we were progressing in our relationship, we would take 50 steps back. And then I just one day realized this guy is total garbage. He should just be thrown out on the street, picked up by the New York City dump truck and be gone with him. What am I doing? I literally looked at myself and said, you know, I've seen too many red flags not to say to myself, what are you doing? So the song really is about how Unfortunately, as women, I feel like guys are a little bit better with understanding what they want or don't want and being a little bit sometimes more dry and direct with themselves. But as a woman, I had to say, okay, this guy is great, but it's been two years. I haven't met his family. He you know, decides to call me at all hours of the night as if I'm just hanging around waiting for him. And just all the things that you wouldn't want to see in a mature partner or someone who you're envisioning the long haul with. And sometimes we think, okay, well, we can make it work. No, I definitely decided at a certain point, you need to just invest in yourself. You know, don't worry about anyone's excuses. No need to call anyone out. Just be done with it. Get a clean break. Tidy up your life. Tidy up your, <laughs> your living situation, your life your emotional state and just you can easily do that by just getting rid of the bad guy you know which was the guy that I was dating at the time oh what a great story so now of course after that we have to play a clip of your latest hit single called liar i think everyone's going to love this and here's a teaser i feel the red flags waving and honey i'm escaping Without your phone, 
What I love about this song, Cammy, is that you have a video that is so Kanmari like. Spoiler alert. We're going to include a link to the video in the show notes. I love it because it's all about letting go, just like you were saying, letting go of excuses, empty promises, third chances, and of course, lies as well. And you do it in a really creative way in the video where you have various boxes that you are handling with all of these different emotions and feelings. I know you were really hands-on in the production. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you came up with that theme and that process. Yeah, so I was very lucky to work with a really amazing art director, Krista Kiley, and uh, Baby Pomegranate Productions in Chicago as well. He was the cinematographer and director. And we all just, you know, I kind of was sharing with them my narrative of what happened, the story behind the song. And while letting go needs to happen emotionally, it also needs to happen physically. And while we were brainstorming, Krista came up with this really good idea to say, you know, what if we could just get rid of the worst emotional baggage and put it into boxes? That is the ultimate form of letting go and freeing up your mind, your presence, your house, just get that out, right? And so I thought that's so neat. Instead of actually putting physical items, but I do put one physical item into a box, but but instead of putting those specific items into a box, it's instead of packing emotional baggage, we're basically giving back to him all the horrible excuses and promises that he gave to us and are putting it into boxes and saying, this is not bringing me joy. You take it with you. Goodbye. So yeah, it was just the idea and the manifestation of instead of having physical things that need to be gone, it's more of that emotional aspect of what you wish that you could let go when you break up with someone. Yeah, it was very Marie Kondo inspired. (laughs) Yes. It fits right in with everything we talk about here on Spark Joy when it comes to the fact that we are not only understanding what we need to physically let go of here in the form of objects, that's kind of obvious, but then there's some other things that we're letting go in the process that are hidden and you bring them all out in this lovely video and it was filmed right here in Chicago, right? Yes. So the official music video was shot on a set location. I had an amazing gaffer. Carl Schmid. So it was actually shot in three different locations on the West side, as well as in my home at the time. So (laughs) spoiler alert on that. Hopefully it is as tidy as it could be (laughs) knowing who will be listening to this podcast. And the third location was in Lincoln Park. So you'll see some really amazing foliage in the music video as well. So speaking of all things, Marie Kondo and music, we understand you have a tidying tip related to music. We'd love to hear So I am a big subscriber to and practice zero time in my everyday life, which is while you're doing one thing, you can also be doing another that doesn't take energy. So some people love to run and listen to podcasts or they like to run their dishwasher while my mopping their floor. For me, my tidying tip that involves music that I just love is to pick a room in your house and turn on your favorite song and see how much tidying you can do in that three minutes and 12 seconds or however long that song is. So for me, I love to put on 
Thursday by Jess Glenn is one of my favorite songs right now, or I'll put on Forever Young by Rod Stewart. And I'll say, if I can unpack my dishwasher and wipe down all of the counters and organize one cabinet in the time this song is done, then I am going to treat myself maybe to a chocolate truffle or to watching 10 minutes more of TV. But I love to see how much I can tidy in one song. And then if one of my favorite artists comes out with a new album, I love Hosier's new album. So instead of just sitting down to listen to it when I'm working or if I'm you know waiting to be in the car, I will decide, okay, I'm going to treat myself to listening to this whole new album by taking a speaker with me to every single place that I need to tidy today. So I'm going to tidy and get to listen to my favorite artist's new album. I love that tip. I have done that with podcasts, actually, when I am washing my hair. So I try (laughs) to set a hour. Typically, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to detangle, deconditioner, all the steps. And so I turn on an episode of my favorite podcast and I know like I can gauge like when that's done, I should be wrapping up and I'm right on time. (laughs) It just keeps me distracted and it makes the whole task a lot more pleasurable too. Right? I love it. Well, we can't let you leave before asking you what's sparking the most joy for you at this moment in your life. This is going to sound so silly to... (laughs) (laughs) There's no wrong answer to the question. So don't worry. I literally was not even thinking I would ever need a new vacuum, but I purchased a new vacuum from a manufacturer in Missouri. They're called Simply. And the vacuum is a very simple vacuum, but is the best vacuum I've ever owned and is 100% cordless. And it's not a Dyson. You don't have to plug in parts. And it's just a wheeling floor vacuum that I have goes from tile to hardwood to carpet. I mean, I never thought this little vacuum could bring me so much joy, but I have been vacuuming my entire house and I'm just in love with it. I didn't know that these vacuums even existed. So that's what I'm loving at the moment. Oh, well, we'll definitely have to get a link to that so that our listeners as well as us can take a look at that. It sounds amazing. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners today? Yes. My parting words of wisdom are don't let the barrier of entry to music be high. Don't think, oh, I have to, you know, listen to the radio right now, or I need to find out what new songs are out. Find little ways to introduce music into your life and early in your day. It will drastically change your mood. So please do set a more pleasing ringtone on your alarm. Listen to James Brown. (laughs) It's my other parting words of wisdom. And uh, just make music a part of your life because you will thank yourself for it. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kimmy, for joining us today and sharing your talents and your experience and your passion for music. Something we all love and something that sparks joy for so many. Thanks for having me. Stay up to date on all things Kimmy, her shows, music, and more at camigallis.com. And while you're there, subscribe to Cammy's website and you'll receive a special song that hasn't been released yet exclusively for SparkJoy listeners. So you'll head over to camigallis.com and look for her contact form, which we'll include in the show notes. 
and you'll get her special gift. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community. Or you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.